0: Hey, hey, welcome back, all y'all, my little faithfuls. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. This is Miss Roxanne, Miss Roxy, the black-haired maven, Roxanne Parra, for When the Levee Breaks. I was talking to you about the water coming in, into the first storm, and I was talking, I kind of went a little crazy, because the cruel, the untenable, unlivable conditions that were already in place were on steroids now at this point so um, and just the policies and procedure protocol everything that the jail was supposed to do and did not do for years and years and years this has been going on for I don't know what 50 years 75 years. who knows you know for a very very long time I was told before that I was told in the last 10 years like oh my gosh, Roxy, you don't even understand. Like, OPP's rebuilt, and it's, like, super cool, and there's, like, all kinds of plasma TVs everywhere. There's, like, smart TVs everywhere. And when you um, first get thrown in, you know, to the thing with the girls, um, it's really cool because they have a phone, and you can make free phone calls. You can make free phone calls. You can make free phone calls. And I'm just like, and there's a TV. You can watch anything you want. I'm like, <laughs> thank you for telling me that. Uh, duly noted. Um, but let me just, uh, take your word for it. Let me not go to jail and just say, and be thankful that y'all have a phone to use. It was like that time when I didn't have a phone call and, uh, I never got the free phone call in jail. Only the first time that I rolled in and I don't, I'm already getting off topic. <laughs> Here we go. Come on, Maven, get it together. I will. And, um, so the... I had asked for rank for two weeks in a row. And you know me, I have to go on and say, to, uh, ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. And because I'm really, really wanting to emphasize a very, very important fact that um, you don't get that stuff when you roll in. You don't get, what's. you know what's really sad too when I rolled in is that the amount of literacy was so grandiose that like um they would give you a piece of paper now I know you know in prison men and women alike they give you a very very tiny toothbrush um if you make your hand into a c with your index finger and your thumb and you make a c you know like sign language or just like a c or just like captain hook or just something um that's the size of the toothbrush. And the reason they do that is because that way you can't um, file them down into shanks. Um, None of the shanks called in prison again. Oh my gosh, Roxanne, you can't remember what the shanks are called. Um, <laughs> this is terrible. Okay, here we go. And so, um, anyway, the name in Spanish is cuetas, but that just, that's not what it's called either. It just means knife. Anyways, so they do that, and then they would have, like, a piece of paper. There wasn't, like, when you usually roll into prison and when you usually roll into jail, they have a handbook that they give you. They have the instructional handbook. It's uh, very lengthy. and tells you what your rights as a inmate... And it tells you what to do, what not to do, what's accepted, what's not accepted. And it's a lot of stuff. And I can guarantee you <laughs> that maybe, I don't know, 5% of the inmates have ever read any of this. Um, to this day, in, in, in any state, and any DOC, and anywhere that you go, DOC, Department of Corrections, people say, you always talk about DOC. And I should, because I can't stand and acronyms, I can't stand abbreviation of words, I can't stand when people write a, a, a letter instead of the number, like nice to see you, a you and then two, the number two I can't stand that stop being lazy, write out the word but I did say obvious. so see what I'm saying, I make a tit shit ton, a tit shun I make a tit shun of mistakes I make a shit ton of mistakes, so there was a piece of paper that you get And um, it had a picture of a toothpaste with an arrow, a picture of a mouth with an arrow, a picture of teeth or not with an arrow, and then another picture of, like, make a circular motion. They were teaching you on the piece of paper how to brush your teeth. Um, And that was really sad, considering that a lot of the inmates had no teeth at all. Um, that's due to, um, something that crack cocaine has in it, um, that just takes away all the vitamins from your body, it makes your boobs reduced to nothing, and, I mean, you could add, like, huge breasts, and then they reduce to, like, little raisins, and then the raisins go down, and they're saggy, and then you get all these disgusting wrinkles and stretch marks, it's really, really sad, it's, very, it's a horrible thing. And, er, like, why is everybody's face, like, sucked in? White or black? Because crack cocaine took their teeth away. They don't have any teeth anymore. Some people, this doesn't happen to. Some people smoke meth, and this never happens to them. Some people smoke meth and have meth mouth and have no teeth. Um, Some have beautiful teeth, and they've been smoking shit for years and years and years. That's like the proper term on the streets. Um, smoking meth. A lot of people don't like to say the M word out loud. Kind of like the C word. Crack. Not the other C word. And um, they just say stuff like, uh, don't say that. Don't say that out loud. Just, you know, you just say smoking shit. So everybody just says, like, oh, he's smoking shit. He's smoking shit. Smoking shit means smoking crystal methamphetamine. So anyhow, and it is shit. And it is shitty for you. And it's, it's, it's bad. So oh my God, what's a drug worse than crack cocaine, methamphetamine, they're both horrible for you. (laughs) Stay away, very, 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 very far away. Um, Jails, institutions, and deaths, oh my. That's the only place that you're going to land if you want to go on that path. And if you're in certain jails, they're not going to rehabilitate the addict. And even so... I've seen so many addicts go through so much rehabilitation time and time again to just not make it even a few hours, you know. So I just, and then the way it was photocopied, it was like 1,000th generation. You know, you get the original copy, and then you photocopy that and photocopy, and then down the road a couple years later, the photocopy begins to be... begins to become crooked the ink is low maybe the ink on the printer is low Um, there's just a million factors and back then it was like a regular photocopy machine I doubt that it was xerox it was probably just rinky dinky because we're talking about a city with no money we're talking about a state with no money and the people that have the money are not gonna buy the jail a copy machine so they probably didn't even know how to copy in the first place. So when you get the piece of paper, it's totally twisted and it's totally messed up. But the fact that they have to tell the inmate what to do with the toothbrush and how to brush your teeth, to me, that was extremely upsetting. Um, Where have you ever gone in your life except when you're five years old to the dentist and they tell you and your parents tell you, you know, your folks tell you what you gotta do, Um, wake up, brush your teeth, brush your teeth before you go to bed, after eating lots of sugar, all this kind of stuff. And um, that was really sad. And um, it is definitely worth mentioning. When I say these things to you, you can get the better idea of like what kind of people that were incarcerated that you're dealing with. When have you ever, ever, ever heard of an institution giving a piece of paper with the drawings on it, totally twacked, Twecked is like a term that um, Mexican Americans use all the time for saying it's chueco. Chueco would mean like it's um, crooked in Spanish. So, twecked would just be like slang for like, oh, it's totally twecked. Like, the tablecloth is twecked. It means the tablecloth is crooked. The copy was twacked and the ink was terrible so you could barely even read it and see it let alone like I can't even believe this you know I never never heard of this in my life never heard of this in my life so you know you got to feel really bad for those girls in the first storm you know you you just do um they they needed their medication okay some had cancer like i said some had hiv some had full-blown aids some had um, epilepsy some had uh, things that we just don't even know about mentally ill and they needed their medication every day that's why they were on the first floor because they obviously weren't capable of climbing the steps to the third floor and not only that they were um, also put there because medical you know it's just called medical in prison in jail medical um or sometimes it's called the infirmary if you have to stay there for for a minute but um it takes the only way to get a nurse to come because the doctor won't well, there's no doctor to come is that's that's that's, <laughs> that's not there's, there's no such thing um maybe he comes like once a month or ever and you get to go see him, but you, you don't get a doctor. There is no doctor. <laughs> no. So medical would be like right there. That way they could wheel the patient right to medical. So we're talking about the hurricane, right? We're talking about thrashing. We're talking about hearing stuff and I didn't hear anything. I did hear thrashing at night and we had the grates and I figured that they would be like pshh, psh like here and there and I just thought well you know that's probably from um it's more than likely from uh the branches of trees and whatnot hitting the buildings and stuff (laughs) little did I know it was a little bit more than branches and everybody was asleep and people weren't really paying attention because when there's a storm that's what you hear anyways and you hear lots of thunder and lightning and you know this is it this is what this is how it goes so The girls on the front floor, okay, you have a pill call three times a day in prison. Okay, you have a pill call in the morning, you have a pill call around noontime, and then you have a pill call at nighttime, like around 7, 6.30, 7, 7.30, 8, 8.30, 9, 9 would be the latest, because the cart has to travel around through the dorms, and there's only one nurse to do a pill call, and sometimes everybody in the mama is taking pills so the line's really really long (laughs) and yes there is a problem with the line at pill call also people couldn't you had to be alphabetical order but then there's some prisons and jails that don't care about alphabetical order because the inmates simply won't listen they don't listen to that they don't want to hear it and so they don't like want to line up alphabetically and then there's some dorms like I said like in Elmwood like You have to be in order and you will get checked by other inmates and you will get checked by the guards and staff. So there's usually one guard that's watching over so that you don't steal stuff from the pill cart. And there's another guard. There's a nurse. The nurse has to be accompanied by a guard so that shit doesn't go crazy because shit always goes crazy. So you can also believe besides feet up and I fucking was here first, bitch. Fuck you, hoe. It's always fuck you, hoe it's always ho, I don't know, ho is like the most popular word there, ho, bitch, ho, and it's always ho, it's not like ho, it's ho, so, um, for pill call, it was just a matter of running the fastest to form the fastest single file line, and that, you know, that, of course, was always not without incident, it was with incident, so, what we're talking about here is, um, Inmates desperately needing medication and having no medication for the inmates, which is totally messed up, you know. Um, Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? And What about the pregnant girls? In jail, there's tons and tons and tons of people that are pregnant. And pregnant girls, you know, get the bottom bunk and whatnot. But pregnant with, you know, um, cancer, pregnant with HIV, pregnant detoxing off heroin. Pregnant with just, you know, all kind of other problems, you know, Um, pregnant with a crack cocaine addiction, pregnant with meth, you know, so the mentally ill also needs medication too. So you gotta figure that it, it just, it's so upsetting and it's so unbelievable that you would have an institution that did not have a plan because when i moved to new orleans when i went to new orleans in 1996 and i fell in love and then i went back and i moved there (laughs) all it took was one halloween sold (laughs) no all i did was i um as soon as my foot stepped on louisiana soil that was a wrap i was done i fell in love immediately god i mean this was the old days. This is when New Orleans was New Orleans. This is the old New Orleans. So it was so beautiful, and it was so awesome. And it was just so, like, I, I couldn't even believe that such a place existed. It, it just seemed like I was in some sort of a fairy tale. And it was just so, so, so cool. And you go to the French Quarter for the, your first time, and you hear French horns and trumpets and trombones, and you walk down Royal, and you see the galleries, and you see the street performers and you see all the musicians playing and it's just such a wonderful wonderful thing and i just fell in love the architecture the beauty just everything and then i never left (laughs) 22 years later i'm still in new orleans um i'm in california right now because of you know um, my family and whatnot but um new orleans New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, it's New Orleans, New Orleans. If you hear Mayor Miss Latoya Cantrell say it, she says it the right way. She says New Orleans, it's New Orleans, it just depends. We're just like New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Like new and then or, like a boat or, and then lens, like your lens from your camera, your lens from your glasses. New Orleans, New Orleans, and then NOLA. My mom asked time, what does what NOLA mean again? And what does it stand for? Because no one can figure it out. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been asked this many a time. And I know a lot of people are too embarrassed to ask. Um, N-O stands for New Orleans, and L-A stands for Louisiana, the actual abbreviation. Uh, NOLA, hence the word NOLA, N-O-L-A, NOLA, NOLA. Um, and I think that uh, Nolens is not something that you want to say as you go there. That's um, mm, a tough one. Um, we don't say Nolens. We don't like to say Nolens. Like it just, when you say nuance and so. it comes out later like Nolens. But people have taken that and taken Nolens, N-apostrophe-A-W-L-I-N-S, Nolens, Uh, No, don't do that. (laughs) That's not how it's called. Don't do that. (laughs) You'll know instantly you're a tourist and you're saying it the wrong way and it's not cute and it doesn't sound great and funny. And yes, I just slammed a cabinet door because I was going to get something to eat, realizing you're making a podcast. Sit down, Maven. Chill. I have been. And so... Nola. Nola, Nola, Nola. So anyway, um... I think that why in other institutions and in schools and in the workplace, they always have a, hmm, you've got some kind of a drill that you do. I've been doing drills since I was in kindergarten for earthquakes and for fires. We always had drills all the time, so how to act, there was no active shooters back then uh things were just like regs like regular ah maven busted super busted here i am being the grammar nazi and here i am oh my god i hate when people get lazy and don't say the word and i just said instead of saying regularly i just said regs all right i'm in trouble for it i'm calling myself out okay so you have these fire drills all the time and you have earthquake drills and stuff. And it's fun. You get to see your friends. And you get to go out of class. And you figure out what to do and stuff. And that way it doesn't create panic. And you have a system in place so that if something do were to happen, you would be prepared for it. Right? Right. So. They didn't have one. They didn't have one. So why would... Why would... Um, They not have one, and the thing about New Orleans is that like everybody's telling you, you gotta evacuate, you gotta evacuate. And on the TV, before the TVs went out, they were saying like, if you have a neighbor, take your neighbor, take all elderly people, get your pet, get everything. I don't think they said get your pets. I think it was more of like leave your pets behind or something. Take everyone with you, put them on the trunk, put them on the hood. Some sat up with the driver. They made them feel good. No, I'm teasing. We're not going to come Posse on Broadway again. Come on, Maven. I know I'm just wanting to. I yelled so much in the other podcast, the other episode, and I was um, so vocal and just yelling and cussing and everything because I was angry i was angry i remember that the poor little girl and it drives me to no end so i'm doing my best this time because we're gonna address the first floor again and thinking about dude i just the fact that you guys would go awol the fact that you would leave your position the fact that the doctors that were in charge you just violated your hippocratic oath because you leaving would cause much harm to others <laughs> I mean, not, not, you, you did. Whether you were located in another building or, or, or an HOD or whatnot. Um, HOD, I forgot to mention, the house of detention, on the 10th floor, the 10th floor, the 10th floor, was a um, disgusting, vile place where they put really, really mentally, mentally ill patients that were just very violent, very aggressive, and they didn't know what to do with them, and they were just out of control, out of line. They would take you to house of detention and on the 10th floor, it was an ugly, ugly, ugly place. There was feces on the wall. There was no, there was just a mattress and you were put in five points. I know because I was put in five points one time because I couldn't take being in jail and I wanted to get out of there so bad. And I, I wanted to go somewhere else, probably with Never Dare or something. Or I just didn't like it. I wanted to get out. I think I wrote a grievance and said, "Oh, um, I, I'm I'm afraid of people. <laughs> uh, I think that I, I can't be with all these inmates. That I, I'm going to end up like hurting someone." So they said, "Oh, you want to waste our time and do that? Okay. Well, come with us. You're going to fucking an HOD." And I'm just like. Oh, okay. Because I thought like HOD would be the catalyst to get me to like go into HOD and tell him like, Oh, you know, I can't handle it. I need to be in this dorm or I can't. I just, I need to be like somewhere else. Maybe on the street, not here. I need to be released. Wrong. Let me give you advice. Don't ever do that. Because it will backfire on you. And you'll get put in five points. So they put you with the other inmates um there's other inmates in there and they might have uh they have severe problems huge huge problems one of them had this pacifier in her mouth could never figure out what that pacifier was but I went there and in the morning I think she like spit the pacifier out And i was in the five points they locked me down on and it was disgusting it was a it was a horrible horrible cell and it stunk and it was bad and here i am and i'm on the stupid you know plastic mattress that has the the vinyl covering i mean and there's no sheets there's no blankets there's no pillows there's no nothing just you (laughs) and the mattress (laughs) y'all gonna be friends for a minute and they put you in five points Five points, if you don't know what five points means, it's restraint. So not a straight jacket, no, no. They put you one wrist, another wrist, one ankle, another ankle. It's one, two, three, four, five. And then, I guess, around your body or is it your head? I forget. So they put me in five points. And then the next day when it was time to go see the doctor, I slipped out of my points because I'm thin and I'm wiry, I suppose. And, um, I just had the ability to figure it out (laughs) and just slip through the five points. What if you have to go to the bathroom? What if you have to go to the bathroom? Good luck with that. I did have to go to the bathroom. I think I yelled at the guard yelled at the guard, yelled at the guard. And I think that after a few hours, um, they finally come and they release you from some of the points, but put you in handcuffs. And then you have to go pee right there, go to the bathroom in front of them. It's disgusting. The stainless steel freezing cold toilet. And it was just really, really gross. But when I was up there, I saw the guards come and they needed to give the inmate medication. I think that she wanted to refuse. She gave them a hard time. I think she spit out the pacifier. It was just so weird. But I saw them with my own eyes beat the fuck out of her. They didn't just beat the fuck out of her. (laughs) Two guards on one black woman inmate beating the fuck out of her that was some crazy shit nobody should see that and nobody should go through go through that it doesn't matter what color you are it doesn't matter what gender you are it doesn't matter what disease you have it doesn't matter your criminal history or charges that are pending it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that you know you're gassing people gassing's when you shit and piss in a cup and throw it at the guards um it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't make it, it doesn't give the guards the okay to come and beat the shit out of you. It is not okay. And it wasn't like they slapped her in the head and they opened her mouth and made her take the medicine. No, 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 they didn't even care about that. It was more like a free for all. So it's basically the two guards letting her know like, hey, uh, we're here, this is how we're coming. This is how we rock, this is how we roll. Um, and letting them know this is not okay. This is unacceptable. And so we're going to beat the fuck out of you. And so they would just hit her, grab her by the hair, punch her in the face, kick her. And she was fighting back, you know, even though she was restrained somewhat. Um, Hit her, hit her, hit her, beat her up. And this would go on for like five to 10 minutes. It wasn't like, you know, just when I say beat the fuck out of someone, I'm talking about beating the fuck out of someone, not like hitting him on the head and punching him out or doing this, that. I'm talking about two female officers beating the fuck out of another inmate. That's what I'm talking about for a lengthy period of time. If you felt the need that you needed to hurt this inmate really bad and whatnot, I think that I don't think that you don't deserve to do that at all. But why couldn't just one punch suffice? Why, why couldn't like, you know, just one slap or one kick? Why did you have to go full on fucking, you know, abuse on steroids and just beat the shit out of this person, regardless if she was unruly or not? You don't have that right. You don't. That's the purpose of the podcast. Dude, I want social justice. I want reform in New Orleans because it's never going to happen. And hopefully with this podcast, this could help people out. People could get angry and people could be like, that didn't happen. I'm like, yes, it did happen. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> I promise. Under penalty of perjury, I promise. Under grand jury, I promise. <laughs> and it's if everybody tells the same story, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories spanning, you know, decades and decades of blatant abuse. There's no way all of us are going to be wrong and have the same story, okay? There's just no way. Anyhow, I saw that happen, and I just... It's not something that you want to see in your life. Let's just put it to you that way. It's not something that you want to see in your life. I, I, I'm so against abuse, and it's, it's sad because... I grew up as a, a product of abuse. Um, I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not gonna talk about who or where or what. And that's it's irrelevant anyways. So what happens sometimes, this is not an excuse. This is not an excuse. It's merely an explanation. What happens normally when you get abused for a long time physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, um, Maybe, maybe sexually. When you get abused like that, what happens to the person that's abused is that la- the abusee <laughs> later on becomes the abuser. I'm not saying like, well, I'm not saying, well, you know, it was okay because I grew up and I was abused and so then I was like beating, them. that's what made me beat people up so bad. But there are articles and facts to corroborate my, what I'm saying. It's not okay. It's not okay. And the reason that people hit back is because that's the thing that they've known for so, so long. Um, it's just fighting, 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 fighting. This is just how it goes. And it's really, un- um, really sad. But when the doctor took one look at me, <laughs> And, you know, my little green shirt, and I think I'm all cool, or my sweater. I hope I had the, the sweater was great because it kept me warm all the time. Bless that sweater. It's just a sweatshirt, you know, like a hoodie, but without the hoodie in the pockets. <laughs> it's a nice sweatshirt. <laughs> OPP inmate, wow, Maven, I can't believe you. your fashion is just off the charts. The OPP inmate, and um, Dean has my clothes, and I'm, I told him, whatever you do, Dean, it was an ex-boyfriend of mine, Please, Dean He's famous too. Um, Whatever you do, never put these clothes in the mail and mail them to me. Never come off these clothes. Come off means get rid of, or get, you know, come off them. So, I hope he still has them. I know he does because he collects rock and roll memorabilia and he sells it and whatnot. So, um, what I'm saying about that, the doctor, he was so good looking. And he was tall, and he was fit, and he had kind of, he had a bald head, and he had these beautiful, big, huge eyebrows, like um, Dan and Eugene Levy. Shits <laughs> Creek, <laughs> gotta plug that. <laughs> Love you, Dan. <laughs> Love all y'all. Catherine O'Hara, oh my gosh. Everybody. La, 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 Alexis. Um, gosh, Shits Creek is just so great. <laughs> Seriously. Um, it helped me through some really, really dark times and I'm so happy for the success. I like Shits Creek before anybody likes Shits Creek. I watched Shit Creek, Shits Creek a hundred times already before people got onto it and it became famous and then the Emmys and whatnot and now just like, oh my god, Shits Creek. And it was it helped a lot of people to come out in the LGBTQI community. That's awesome. Anyhow, moving forward. I think that um, he had those eyebrows and, um, boy, was he pissed at me. Oh, my God. He took one look at me and he was like, this bitch is not crazy. Why are you up here? This is reserved for crazies, (laughs) okay? CX's and whatnot are just crazy people, unruly girls that need a timeout. They're going to put you, they can put you five, they they can do whatever they want to you in that facility. Whatever they want to do to you, they can do that to you, okay? So, who who are you going to call and who are you going to tell? Ghostbusters? No. They can't help you. Who are you going to call? can't call the cops because Rank is probably the one that gave the order in the first place. Or Rank is gonna take you somewhere and they're gonna beat the piss out you too. So, took one look at me and he was pissed. And he, I kept thinking to myself like, he's so good looking and I know he's gay, I know he's gay and those eyebrows, those eyebrows. And he was younger and you know, I knew he was gay right off the bat. And he had the bald head, but around the bald head he kind of had like the, the, The five o'clock shadow of the moon, the moon hair type thing. You know what I'm saying? And so he looked at me and he's just like, let me tell you something right now. If you ever, 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 ever come up here again and waste my time and do that, I will see to it personally that I put you in five points for five days. He's like, do you understand me? And I said, yes, sir, doctor, sir. He's like, you're gonna go back to your dorm now. And oh boy, he was so pissed. And the whole time I kept thinking, I bet you he's in, like, Crew of Bacchus. I bet you he's, like, Crew of Endymion. I'm just thinking about what secret society he's in for New Orleans, for Mardi Gras. I'm just thinking, like, he's such a... Or is he a Rexer? No, he's a Bacchus. No, he's an Endymion. Yeah, he's probably Endymion. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's Crew of Tux. I don't know. There's so many Crews. K-R-E-W-E. Crew means, like, the society... like the, the the group that forms the organization, the society, the social uh, club that makes Mardi Gras and the floats and whatnot. It's really, really cool with the courts and all that. So that's what I kept thinking about when I looked at him and I wanted so badly to say, hey, are you crew of <laughs> I was like, Maven, now is not the time to ask the doctor that. He's fucking pissed at you. Do you want to go and fight points again? He's going to think like, you know, you don't mean it or something. You're going to get in trouble. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And so I thought, well, I listened to him and he was mad and I returned to my dorm. Well, once you like get moved out and you think the whole time, what about my bed? What about my stuff? What about this? What about that? What they do is they just get everything and throw it into a bag and then when you move into the next dorm, that bag somehow finds you a trash bag and you get your, your spork. You get your spork back, yay. Spork, half spoon, half fork, spork. You get your, hey, you wanna have your spork in prison. You don't wanna lose your spork in OPP. You lose your spork, you got nothing. You're not gonna get a new spork back. That spork is everything. That spork is everything. So hang on to that for dear life, which we do. And so the abuse that I saw and all that. So like, why would they have a plan? Why, why, why would not they have a plan? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Um, pill call. So what do you think happens to people when they don't get their medication? What do you think happens to crazy people when they don't get their crazy medication? They need it. They have a constitutional right to it. When you're sick with cancer or HIV and epilepsy, you have a constitutional right to receive medication as you're supposed to. In the beginning, yes, there's all these formalities. There's the, there's procedures that have to take place. There's a a way to do it. You have to. There's a process. You have to go through the process and it takes a while and they have to order your medication and get it and figure out what's going on and what what not. I'm not talking about narcotics. I'm talking about medication. So, there was no medication for them. Pill calls not coming. And it was at that time that, you know, all the officers had to make the conscious decision of, do I want to stay with my family or do I want to bounce and leave this fucking place? And, um, go to go home with my family or do i want to stay here and then when the water began to get so high they really couldn't make the last ones remaining which were what i don't know 15 30 maybe maybe may i doubt it dude not even not even close um they weren't able to leave afterwards anyways because they got trapped you know and the other ones never returned maybe they couldn't could not return so it's probably not that fair to me to say that everybody went AWOL some of them just could not probably get back to us and it's I, i who knows what happened but not having a plan in place um especially for the first floor where all the medication is stored hello you know come on in the infirmary I mean you should have you could have got all those pills and put those pills in a trash bag and then put that trash bag in another trash bag and three do it thrice that way they don't get ruined and then get the paperwork because everything was hard copy and have computers and stuff like that they probably had one computer and that computer is gonna get fried as soon as the water comes up and touches it so just needed to stress the importance of no food no water, and no medication. So, that's, that's really sad, isn't it? It's, it's unbelievable, and it's sad, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's true. It's very true. And we're gonna see, I mean, these girls didn't do very well. I mean, there's pregnant women, for God's sakes, that need food. There's, there's a million things going on with people jail is a place it's like it's a zoo I mean everybody has a problem there isn't anybody that doesn't have a problem if it isn't like a mental problem or a drug problem or an emotional problem everybody's having a really hard time so there isn't anybody that's in there that's like oh I'm having a great time well actually me <laughs> that's because I'm weird and because I can make a good time out of anything um I mean not a good time out of situation I could figure it out you could drop me in the middle of Syria and I will find beauty I will and I will find probably a cool some dogs and help feed them and some kids and I'll probably have like 25 kids running with me and that's fine that's fine I gladly share what I have with them so in just in saying that I think that it's important that we emphasize and emphasize and emphasize social justice, social justice. Why did you not have a plan? Why did you not have the plan? Why did you say leave the prisoners where they belong? Why did you do that? That's not cool. You didn't even have a plan for medication and whatnot. Like you guys fucked up bad. This was a heartbreaking Sunday with so many losses, which was for me being late to do my podcast. <laughs> oh, you're going to blame your lateness on the NFL? What about when the NFL comes back, you're going to still fuck up, Maven? No. But it, it was, there was a lot going on. It was my mom's birthday and whatnot. And, there, you know, it was a heartbreaking loss. And um, they had a plan. <laughs> so why could not we have a plan? So I guess we're going to stop here so that I can just go over certain things in my head, certain things that I've written down and then think about what exactly am I talking about? What exactly direction do I want to go next with the next episode as far as the water coming in, the water coming in, uh, no food. And then the fucking craziness that ensued. There's no cops. So if there's no cops, inside of prison and there's no cops what do you think is going to happen do you think that everybody's going to listen and they're going to you know do paper rock scissors to elect the leader because we don't have a coin we can't toss that i don't even like the nfl coin toss just to be honest with you it's unfair it's unfair and then if you f- flip the coin and you flip it back on your hand the other team was going to win with the heads but then when you flip it back on your hand you end with tails thank god they let it land on the turf and then it's it's regular but think about the coin toss you throw the coin toss up in the air any coin toss anytime anywhere you throw a coin toss up in the air and when it's flipping up in the air the person says so they call it as a heads and then tails and then when it comes up the person catches it in their hand but then they flip the coin over so that doesn't make any sense to me when the coin landed in the hand is that was the result heads or tails but now that you flipped it over heads became tails and tails became heads so I deemed it uh, not fair right okay exactly so I'm saying about that part it was like not right and it's not okay and then we can go over that about why there was no plan put in place and leave the prisoners where they belong and that's not cool they should have had a fucking plan thank you for listening make it a beautiful day it's cool to be kind smile peace <laughs>